0: Take us with you. Download HIV care tools today.
1: Welcome to Nika in the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Brateman. Today I'm sitting down with Nika ATC's very own EHE project coordinator, Catherine Farkason, and our evaluation specialist, Danny Durancy, to talk about how addressing mental health can help end the HIV epidemic. Welcome, Catherine and Danny.
2: Thanks for having me back.
1: Thanks, Mariana. So let's get right into it. Mental health and substance use disorders have received a lot of attention during and since the peak of COVID. I understand that you've written an article that's coming out soon for New Jersey HIV Links about how focusing on mental health can support the federal Ending the HIV Epidemic Initiative. So what are the three main approaches that New Jersey
2: specifically
1: has pioneered? Mm-hmm.
2: So the first approach is about combining the HIV and behavioral health care continuums so that they're really addressing both conditions under one healthcare roof to the best extent possible. So this means screening for both HIV and mental health, referral to evidence-based treatment for both conditions, supporting retention and care for both, and reducing the burden of these illnesses on patients, whether it's through mental health symptom relief or viral suppression. Research shows that untreated mental health conditions are significant challenges to optimal HIV continuum outcomes. And within the New Jersey Department of Health, they successfully used this approach in a learning collaborative known as New Jersey BHIP, which stands for the New Jersey Behavioral Health and Primary Care Integration Primary Care HIV Integration Project in 17 Ryan White sites across the state. The second approach has to do with using this collaborative process and planning and resource development processes focused on mental health and HIV. This has been accomplished using federal EHE dollars, and I can say a little bit more about this later on. The last approach is about building a workforce that can ably address mental health and HIV, and Danny can tell you more about that effort.
1: Thanks, Catherine. So, what can you tell us about how this collaborative process was used to focus on mental health and HIV?
2: Mm-hmm. So, we created working groups comprised of Mika ATC training partners and people with both HIV and behavioral health lived experience who co-collaborated and identified regional training needs, key informants, resources, highlighting training gaps and barriers to care. These findings provided insight into underserved communities within our region, including those needing integrated behavioral health and HIV services, allowing us to further tailor our EHE trainings. By conducting strategic webinars, hosting panel discussions, um, producing toolkits and podcast episodes, we've centered our efforts on new topics that support and contribute to EHE efforts, and this includes social determinants of health, such as homelessness and housing instability and food insecurity, um, multiple intersecting stigmas, as well as language biases, and so much more.
1: Expanding resources and training opportunities for care team members and peers sounds like a big undertaking. What were the main takeaways about mental health and HIV that came out of this process that you've described, Catherine? Mm-hmm.
2: So the main takeaways would definitely be integrating behavioral health services into HIV care. It's challenging, but it's also a critical step to providing care for people with HIV. So using a community-driven approach to mitigate health inequities, is needed to help increase the number of healthcare workers who can effectively provide HIV care and prevention in a culturally and structurally competent manner, while also easing the behavioral health burden of people with HIV and those at risk for HIV. Um, So through the success of our collaborative process and trainings, we see that this approach is successful, it's needed, and we plan to continue our efforts as we aim to reach our EHE goals.
1: So let me turn to you, Danny, to hear about that third approach. We know that a lot of the first generation HIV service providers are reaching retirement age in large numbers, and you spearheaded a workforce survey to learn more about who might be stepping into the roles that may soon need to be filled. What did you hope to learn with this survey?
3: Yeah, so when we developed the Workforce Survey, we were hoping to capture the needs, challenges, and gaps in providing high-quality HIV care throughout our region. We assessed healthcare providers' attitudes and plans towards being part of the HIV
1: workforce. And what were the mental health-specific findings from your survey respondents? So
3: overall, the survey had a total of 3,133 respondents, with 521 respondents from New Jersey. Um, We found that the respondents identified mental health, substance use, and social support as significant unmet challenges among people living with HIV. Um, The survey also revealed an increased need for mental health, substance use use counseling, and trauma-informed care. Something interesting that we found was that although social workers and case managers made up the second largest professions of our respondents, only a very small percentage of participants worked in mental health clinics.
1: I understand that this article will go into depth about how much New Jersey has already been able to accomplish toward focusing on mental health to support their ending the HIV epidemic efforts. Can you tell us what are the key lessons learned in New Jersey that other states can use to bolster their own efforts to end the HIV epidemic? The key lessons we learned were the importance
3: of combining behavioral health and HIV continuum to engage multiple community-driven processes by building a workforce that meets both HIV and behavioral health needs and the continued partnerships and collaborations among health departments, healthcare facilities, CBOs, and academic and research institutions. We also learned that increasing access to evidence-based interventions that address behavioral health cultural competence, and trauma-informed care is critical, and so is the use of data to promote person-centered services that tailor treatment and care to the specific needs of individuals patients. By increasing the effective use of standardized screening and assessment tools, providers can identify patients that likely have behavioral health needs and then develop individualized treatment plans.
1: Catherine, Danny, thanks so much for joining us and telling us about your upcoming article and why it's so important to remember mental health when addressing HIV. Look out for Katherine and Danny's article in New Jersey HIV Links at the end of May or early June. We'll put a link to the publication in this episode description. We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about NECA ATC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.necaaetc.org. That's www.necaaetc.org. If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today, or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at NikaATC.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at NikaATC.org. Stay safe, and we'll see you on Thursday for our next episode of Nika in the Know.